tyranny. Boy, have we got loads of tyranny. It's called coronavirus, folks. And, of course, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and Big Pharma, the medical mafia, all those people who are trying to take over the world because they can't defeat the American Empire, if I dare call it that, the American Empire, the Republic. The Christian Republic of America, they cannot defeat it without deception. We are just too powerful. We have a 200 million man standing militia that no army on the face of the earth can beat. So they're trying to defeat us by deception. Don't you think that's what's going on, Brother Michael? Yeah, isn't that also what uh, is written in the book of Art of War, that every war is deception? So isn't that deception that is the rule of the game of those... Uh, yeah. Our enemies. Yes, and uh, contrary to their strategy, every time they they put out a new effort to disarm us or to deceive us, the gun shops keep selling more and more weapons and ammo, and it's uh, every every move they make tends to backfire when it comes to uh, overthrowing the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. So by deception, they have temporarily overthrown the First Amendment, you know, which is our freedom of speech, by keeping us at home and uh, so not allowing us to speak to one another. Fortunately, they haven't taken the internet down yet. I doubt that they will, because the beast system corporations, such as Amazon and Facebook and many others, are actually... Uh, dependent upon the internet. That's how they make their money. Right now, internet sales by Amazon are, you know, the Amazon trucks are still making deliveries. How else are you going to sell stuff without the internet, Michael? Yeah, the internet is their core where they own most of their money today. And you have all the, most of the business, many businesses now doing by internet. And they're, and also this, this internet is the core architecture that you need for this 5G rollout also. You need yeah, to amen. have this system working. You, so yes. that's also why they keep people at home, so they work at home, and then you will increase the demand on the, um, uh, on the internet Wi-Fi. So, oh, look, it's so slow. We need more, we need more power. <laughs> yeah, oh, right, 5G. right. Yeah. So our Zoom conferences and our, our various, uh, how do you call it, uh, corporate meetings that have been held on the internet, uh, must continue. How else are we going to do business? How else? Are, how else are the the big brother corporations going to consult with one another? Maybe they can still have telephone conferences, but most people have given up their hardwired telephones, right? And they're using cell phones, which is part of the Internet of Things, which is yeah, which is five G. Back to you. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and then you have Skype is also now big. I guess when you work uh, from home, so Skype. There will be Skype meetings all over the day. So you will only sit in Skype meetings. So you will have a trem- trem- tremendous increase on the internet. Um, so yes. I guess that is one of the reasons why they want to pe- keep, uh, get people at home. Maybe that's why my internet has been really bad lately because of overuse. Because, uh, like, uh, when I opened Skype this morning, it was jumping around like crazy from one page to another. I've never seen Skype do that before. But anyway, that's what happened. It took a, I had to scroll down and to get it to stabilize. It took me about five minutes to get it to stabilize, which I've never had an experience before. And then uh, my Internet has been uh, acting funny, too. Uh, the send button on my uh, email program 
failed to appear for three days in a row. I couldn't send, I could, I could write an email, but I couldn't send it, all right, which is really crazy. So my, the blue little send button on your email, that disappeared off my screen. Couldn't send any e- email. And that, that uh, hampered my uh, attempts to uh, announce a Zoom meeting that I had scheduled for a week ago Saturday. So, yeah, so expect these kinds of problems more and more frequently, folks. Ho- but they won't take the Internet down. It's too valuable for them, okay? They're going to try to censor our sites, that, which they've done you know, tremendously, but they're not going to take the Internet down. That's not going to happen. So, uh, there always will be, and, and by the way, Gab, I heard Gab, which is owned by a Christian who was, uh, what do you call it, censored because some flake uh, you know, posted that he was going to attack a Jewish synagogue. This might have even been a, a flake, pla- a plant by the Rothschilds to say that. And he, the owner of Gab, got, or Gab, Gab itself got blamed for that. I mean, anybody can say anything on you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, etc. And then why does Facebook, or, they, they never blame Facebook or Twitter, but they blamed Gab, right? Because he was a Christian. Well, anyway, Gab is announcing that they're going to have their own version of Zoom coming out. So that's really good news, okay? And this guy is a believer in freedom of speech, okay? And he's yeah. been a... And yeah, that, and owners of uh, Twitter and Facebook are not that's freedom right. of speech lovers. So that's why they don't really. That's why they they doesn't get accused of it because they are in their camp. Yes, and spoiler says. Meanwhile, people live stream murder and torture on Facebook. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, I don't use Facebook that much anymore. So uh, who knows? But I know that they 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 have porn gobs of porn on uh, you know on Facebook and other sites that uh, you know they prevent cr- real Christians from talking about real Christianity and from us talking about the Jews and their crimes right so you know that the internet is going to continue to be censored there's no doubt about that but uh, you know they're trying to censor the truth uh, and that's uh, it's in the end times book of revelation that uh, the big pharma and the ace beast are going to have total control of society, which they do. Okay, and we'll get to that really quickly. I just want to make one more quick announcement. I posted uh, this morning two videos on the front page of Eurofolk Radio entitled, Real Science Proves Coronavirus is a Hoax. It includes a press conference from the director of a, a group of medical facilities in California in which he states that the entire fiasco of coronavirus has been tremendously overblown. Of course, he has to watch his language. He can't say it's a hoax, right? But he says that the models that the the World Health Organization, the CDC, and all the rest have been promoting that this coronavirus is going to have millions of deaths is wrong. Nothing of the kind has materialized. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, and when they say, I don't know, I'm too, I'm too, um, I'm not that knowledgeable, so it's a pandemic. What is the definition of a pandemic? Yeah, it's international. An epidemic is local, a pandemic is everywhere. Uh, well, you yeah. can call a normal a flu a normal cold, that too, then. That's right. Right. But uh, th- these other pandemics ha- have been worse. <laughs> have yeah, been yeah, worse. 
Okay. For sure, they have. Yes. But this time it is it is just fake. It is a hoax. It is a hoax because all the symptoms they are saying they're only basing their um, their tests on symptoms. They don't have an antibody. They cannot really. Right. And the probably the one they have chosen is probably something we all already have because it's just probably a very. And then then also I guess you have also spoke about that the viruses. What is a virus? Is it the cause of a disease or is it causing or do you get disease by a virus? Or probably it is the, a result. It's a result, yeah. the result yes. of a disease. Yeah. So then you get the virus. So then it's a um, it's a hoax from the big pharma and and then Rothschild right. Inc. Inc.'s uh, big pharma company. That's right. Yeah, and uh, they're the ones who control the medical establishment worldwide. Okay, so and this gets us into the uh, you know pharmacia in Revelation eighteen sixteen. I, I believe we're not going to get there today. We'll get there soon and explain how Big Pharma and the global government of the eighth beast of Revelation are connected. And obviously, the bankers own Big Pharma, folks. I mean, that's obvious. The Rothschilds own Big Pharma. And here in America, the Rockefellers have owned and controlled Big Pharma since, uh, since they created the AMA. And you know the, the journal, the J- Journal of American Medical Association. It, c- it should be called the Jews of the American Medical Association, and uh, etc. Okay, but we'll get there. So today we're going to ta- uh, do a, like an intermediate step between the book of what we covered uh, the last few weeks in Revelation chapters one through three, where the and the last. The last angel representing the, the congregation of Laodicea, which is the lukewarm congregation, the lukewarm Christianity of these latter, these last days, I should say, because we're in the last days, folks. The lukewarm congregation standing around, doing nothing, pretending to be Christians, etc., etc. This is the reality of modern Judeo Christianity. A nimble horse says, chutzpah on steroids. Yeah, that's the pharmacia, chutzpah on steroids. So uh, why don't you give us a quick rundown of what's uh, what's been going on in Sweden, because Sweden has never been locked down, and uh, I reported last night on Restoration Hour that North, uh, sorry, South Dakota was never locked down, and they they have like only one death from uh, from coronavirus. So the lockdown is totally worthless. It's bogus, right? Over to you, Michael. Yeah, yeah, it is. is use is bogus. It is. It is a reason for something else. They want to do something else. They want to. They want to restrict. I guess, uh, as I said, here in Sweden, they don't do a lockdown. I haven't done a lockdown. But <laughs> yeah. also, you and me spoke privately afterward that how did they do it? They used also the company that you work at. They they try to in they try to have restrictions and put in restrictions when you work. So they, they try to do it that way instead of because of the, the state apparent. They are not uh, um, because states uh, haven't been that... But hard that, for example, your you have been American and also I seen Germany. That's horrible what they have done. And then uh, they, I guess, they threat you with horrendous fines if you break those laws. This apparently is very important that you are kept inside when they are doing something outside. Apparently they do something that we don't we don't know. But probably some they are planning something. Must uh, be because it's so important yeah. to get people inside and also important that people doesn't 
see each other you know with this social the social distance is also this they don't want people to speak and they that's i guess something also spiritual about about this that they yes. want to uh, so they are really and then they want to make and then they probably as you said they will probably sell in them this vaccine and then everything will be back as normal then they can travel then they can do all this stuff i, I don't know what's yeah the, how their agenda is but well, uh, I intimated a few shows ago that this whole coronavirus is going to, the fakeitude is going to backfire. And the reason it's going to backfire is because there's too many stupid bureaucrats <laughs> between the Rothschilds and the people, right? You cannot count on these people to run a McDonald's restaurant, let alone uh, something this big. The entire global shutdown, and we know that all it is, it's a cover for the global economic collapse, the big bubble, which is bigger than the bubble of 2008. The Rothschilds simply d decided to do an orchestrated collapse so that they could manage the collapse rather than allowing another 2008 to transpire, which would be unpredictable for them. Okay, because the world is catching on to the fact that the banksters are playing fast and loose with the economy, and they don't want how should I put? They don't want investors to lose confidence in the stock market. They need another crop, a fresh crop of uh, of uh, what's the chumps? <laughs> a fresh crop crop of chumps to invest their money in the stock market. They they can't risk losing uh, confidence. In the stock market, over to you, Michael. Yeah, that is because all those, um, um, all those um, you're speaking about the money system, the stock market, and all their games. They are just they are their confidence game. They're about to get your yes. confidence, and then as you know how the how do the the con artists do? They get in you into a deal or something you believe and then you, you get something from it but then you will lose also yes. on it because yes. that's how they do they need to get your confidence that well you can buy stuff with this phony baloney money you can do yeah but that is the confidence they need to have the confidence because that's what everything is, is based upon yeah because money is just a way to what you say to get the economic economic going it could be whatever you whatever you want it could be something very simple but this money is something that they control that they control the money supply that is their uh, that is for them the key how they yes. control our society, our politicians, because they can buy them off. Yes. So when uh, when medical doctors in, ver in states across the country make YouTube videos denying that coronavirus is what the medical and establishment and media say it is, then they have a problem. And, uh, for example, the, the medical director from California said, we're laying people off because there's no victims of coronavirus. Hello? Hello? But, and this is, I guess, I don't know This is if they are doing, they tr I mean, the brainwashing has been pretty severe on people also. So they, yes. may, I don't know why this is, I, I have not read, read so much psychology. Uh, psychological warfare for the, this is psychological warfare that's what they're doing that's so right this is part of that how they are manipulating people's mind right i, I don't really because if they i would believe that when you you're what you say dopamine level is low 
you won't able to see the truth even if you stare you in your yeah. eyes. Right? Yeah. Well, if you're worried or fearful or anxious, etc., then you can't calmly and reasonably assess your situation. You will line up for that flu shot, will you not? Exactly, because um, fear is the opposite of faith. Then that's what we want to keep you on. That is why the media is built on faith. Sorry, on fear. Yeah, yes. They don't want people to be in in faith. Are you in faith? Yeah, real faith. Real faith. You won't be scared. You won't be. You won't have um, have those problems. And also, you, you shouldn't have faith then in life. For example, your money. You should yes. have faith in your Messiah, in your only living God. It's only one living God. And then you have to minor angels. I don't know, Lucifer. This yeah. loser walks right. around, but he's a loser. He's yeah. always lost. That's good. Lucifer the loser. I like that. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's get started with today's episode, which is going to be about the 1335 days of the book of Daniel, which has always stumped uh, Bible prophecy interpreters, including yours truly. Uh, but uh, I have to say this about the book of Daniel. You cannot understand the book of Daniel unless you, uh, sorry, Revelation, unless you have a thorough grasp of the book of Daniel, because the four beasts that Daniel talks about, the head of gold being Babylon, the original Babylon, the Medes and Persians being the chest and arms of silver, and then uh, the, the Greeks, and then the Romans. Those, uh, this is standard biblical interpretation, okay? Those four beasts, uh, Babylon, Medes and Persians, Greeks, and Romans. Those are the four beasts, no doubt about it. And then, uh, then after, at some point after the Roman Empire, which is two phases, pagan Rome under the uh, pagan emperors, and then the papal Rome, which uh, was reborn, Rome reborn, under pagan Roman Catholicism, that's the beast that had the deadly wound, folks. That's the beast that had the deadly wound, and it reemerged as the Holy Roman Empire. Don't you know? Okay, so you, you there, there are seven beasts in the Book of Revelation. Well, these four beasts of Daniel make up the body of the beasts of the Book of Revelation. That's how you have to understand it, because the middle beasts of the body are, uh, uh, sorry. Babylon, Medes and Persians, Greeks, and Romans, the two phases of the Roman Empire. And that's the middle, that, that's the body of the seven beasts of Revelation. Back to you, Michael. And yes, um, I don't know, isn't also the, the because on, in the statue, uh, it is the, the legs, it's represented iron legs with what, sand, but isn't that iron legs, could that also represent that the Roman Empire was also divided into two empires, it was the western yes. one and the eastern one, and the eastern yeah. one was then um, Byzantine Empire. So yes. isn't that the why there are two legs in that yes. statue? No doubt. And uh, feet of uh, iron are mixed with clay. All, you know, because both empires were began as military empires with the so- Roman soldiers marching all over the place, defeating city state after city state, and even defeating, of course, the Greeks. Okay. So, uh, but then if the, they turn mixed with clay, so at some point the marching soldiers of Rome. Uh, had to remain stationary to protect the uh, territory that they conquered. And the Roman expansion ended, and it it became a bureaucratic mess, (laughs) right? 
And that's basically what the Holy Roman Empire became, a bureaucratic mess, okay? So, but it was still very powerful until Napoleon defeated it, and Napoleon was the seventh beast. Okay, so I want to point out uh, that um, uh, next week we will be uh, getting back to Revelation Unfolded, the article I wrote about uh, the... Christian identity interpretation of the book of Revelation. And the reason why non-identity interpreters cannot possibly understand the book of Revelation is because they think it was written to the Jews. They think the Jews are Israel. So they cannot possibly understand the outfolding of historical events as presented in the book of Revelation. You have to understand that we, the Celtic uh, Caucasian, Anglo-Saxon people are the Israel of the Bible. And unless you have that understanding, you will never be able to figure out any, a single word of the book of Revelation. But I found a quotation, we talked about this last week, of the Roman Catholic Church uh, pronouncing that the book of Revelation cannot be understood. Okay, and this is in the London Times, October 5th, 2005. Uh, article by Ruth Gledhill in London, stating, The hierarchy of the Roman Catholic Church published a teaching document instructing the faithful that some parts of the Bible are not actually true. Okay. Uh, If you haven't lost your faith in the Roman Catholic Church by now, this statement ought to do it for you. The publication entitled The Gift of Scripture says, quote, We should not expect to find in Scripture full scientific accuracy or complete historical precision, unquote. Well, if you analyze the Bible from the Catholic point of view, you will never understand it. The article states that the first 11 chapters of Genesis are not accurate. So much for how well the Catholic people understand the Bible. The report also denies Matthew 27:25. That's where the Jews uh, pronounce their guilt for the crucifixion. All right. So apologies to the Jews by the Catholic Church and the entire book of Revelation. Okay. So this is where the Catholic Church stands on the Bible. It's not true, folks. And it can't be yeah. understood. All right. Okay. It's crazy that that their that their church doctrines has taken over the scriptures. They they want to then blame. Well, the scriptures cannot be correct because we cannot understand. Well, then it's probably wrong on your theology. Yes. Right. Okay. And since since the Bible was written to, by, for, and about Israel exclusively. And if you have any other theology besides covenant theology, you cannot understand the Bible and you have nothing but fairy tales coming from all churches except Christian identity. We're the only ones who understands who the protagonist is, namely Anglo-Saxon Israel, and who the enemy is, namely the Jews. Okay, period. That's that's the protagonist and the antagonist. If you don't know that, you will never understand the Bible. All right, that's where Christian identity really has the upper hand of Bible scholarship over all the all of the Laodicean church uh, who make Yahshua vomit. <laughs> They're so repugnant to him that they, those Judeo churches, make him vomit. Okay, wow. 
I wouldn't want to be in uh, that position that I make Yahshua vomit with, with my uh, vague and lukewarm faith, <laughs> right? But that's where these churches are at, folks. That's where they are at. Okay, so let's get into the 1,335 days. And I put the link in the chat room here. And it's obviously, this is again done from the Judeo-Christian point of view. So we will correct the author as we go through this, okay? First of all, now it's, it's interesting, he says, most of the congregations in the churches of God are anxiously awaiting the return of Jesus Christ at the resurrection of the saints. Now it's interesting he says the resurrection of the saints, not the resurrection of everybody, which is interesting that he uses this terminology. But here he conflates the word congregation with church. Okay? We're we're talking about denominational Laodicean uh, churchianity. These people are not the congregations of Israel. And the word church should never be substituted for the word uh, ecclesia, which is congregation. The Bible is talking about the congregations of Israel and no other people. Okay? Nevertheless, there are people in Judeo-Christianity who are awaiting the return of Jesus Christ, but I don't, I don't think they're anxiously awaiting. Most of these people have been convinced by their pulpit bastards that uh, they're already saved and they have nothing to worry about. You know, the, only, the only question is, when will the rapture bus arrive? <laughs> okay, they're, they're absolutely certain that the rapture bus is going to arrive and cart them off the planet so that they don't have to experience the tribulation. I'm sorry, folks. They're going through the tribulation right now. And there ain't no rapture bus coming along. Your comment at this point, Michael? Yeah, and as I said, this, that the uses... Um, the, like the congregations in the churches, they're using them like they are that that gathering of people in that church. So that's a got, uh, kind of strange to using the word like that, mm-hmm. I would say. And um, yes, yeah, so as you, um, it is for only for uh, for the Israelite people. And and as I said, it would be interesting to hear um, how does the Judeo Christians regard those times now. Because the what I mean isn't this tribulation they're exper- experiencing? Yes. When yeah. when when will they see that this rapture is just? Uh, I mean, it is tribulation right now. Why? I don't know. Just interesting to to hear their perspective of this. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, okay. I can I can see a cartoon where uh, a Judeo-Christian rapturist is being pinned down to his or her bed with a mandatory vaccination getting ready to be injected in their arm, and there's a rapture bus waiting outside the window. But they won't let you up until you get vaccinated. Okay? Exactly. So then, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So much for yeah. the rapture, folks. It's just yeah, nothing. It's More created garbage. by Rothschild, that idea. So That's right. Is, and that would be the image. It's more garbage theology coming from the Judeo churches. And this is why Yahshua uh, vomits. They make him nauseous. All right? That's the lesson of the Church of Laodicea, if you missed our show on that. Okay? So, anyway, uh, why don't you read the uh, items in red, which are the actual quotations, 
And I'll just read the commentary of the author here, okay? So he continues, Even before the Great Tribulation begins, this event will have a terrific impact. Well, what's he talking about? There's another event closer in time that directly affects the body of Christ. What is that? Uh, Even before the Great Tribulation begins, this event will have a terrific impact on the entire congregation of the Laodiceans. He actually mentions the Laodiceans here. Okay, but the church of the Laodiceans is the church of apostasy. I don't think the author understands that. I am, of course, speaking of that time when Christ will reveal himself to, I'm going to strike out the word church and the congregation. He already limited to the resurrection of the saints, which can only be Israelites, the called out ones, called out to be separate, okay? And take those who are deemed worthy to escape a place of safety. Now, that is accurate. Take those who are deemed worthy to escape to a place of safety. Most of the churches teach that everybody's going to be saved. All you have to have, or well, escape the believers, those who have this Laodicean faith, they will be spared the tribulation by the rapture bus. Okay, so who is deemed worthy? Well, we talked about it last week. Those who overcome the evils of this world. I wonder if he talks about that in this article. Okay, so he says, the only place in the Bible where that number is mentioned, when the saints come marching in, is Daniel 12, 12. Okay, would you read that verse for us, Michael? I will just a comment here. When, uh, yes. when he said deemed worthy, that must be them that follow his commandments. That's correct. And then I just when I read it, so I said like this terrific impact on the entire church of the Laodiceans. Yeah. Does he regard himself as they are part of that church? Or how what's what's his yeah. why is right like that? The, of the seven churches, that is the most evil. Because yes, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, I know, but but the the how the context, how he writes it, when he say the entire yeah. church of the Laodiceans. Yes. Now, uh, impact. I, yeah, I don't yes. know if it's, that's how he regards it. I'm just when I'm analyzing how he write, writes it. Yeah, he probably doesn't realize uh, how awful the, the the final church is. Okay, but nevertheless, we are living in the age of the church of Laodicea. Doesn't mean we're all Laodiceans in the sense that we are luke, lukewarm puke, pukes. <laughs> Right, but no, because but there will be a remnant, a remnant that is deemed worthy to escape the worst aspects of the tribulation. Okay, I think that's what he intends to say here. And but but the revelation is very clear about that. So he's wrong when he says the only place in the Bible where that number is mentioned is Daniel twelve twelve. No, if you properly understand Revelation, you understand it's talking about the remnant, those who are the overcomers are those who are deemed worthy. Now, I think what he intends to say is that we are living... Oh, yeah, he mentions it down. I won't mention it now because he he talks about it later. So let's continue. Yes, okay. Let's read Daniel 12, 12. Uh, Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. Okay, so that's 1335. So this whole article is dedicated to try to figure out the meaning of the 1335 days. 
Okay, so uh, I'll pick up the narrative again. The sentence structure seems to suggest that there are two parts of what is being discussed here in this verse. First, that he, he that waits is to be blessed. Someone is waiting, apparently, for this number to arrive. Second, the number itself appears to have significance to the event that is being waited for. So let's look in the chapter for clarity. Back to you. Yes, so this is then Daniel 12, 1. Uh, one reads, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. Okay. All right. There'll be a great time of trouble. Folks, has that time started? Michael, what do you say? Yeah, everyone that has eyes to see knows that it had started. Uh, and that's, they say here that it will be a, gr- a time of great trouble. So how can we argue that it won't be? That is, yes. That is, so here it said it would be a great trouble time of, and there will be uh, uh, such as never was since there was a nation. So this will be the yeah. most horrific uh, troubles that will come upon us. That's yes. what they say here. Yeah, and it also says uh, in the Book of Revelation oh, and in other places too that people will curse God. Because of the evil that they're being subjected to, okay? Well, I mean, why are you being subjected to uh, chastisement? Because you've been a sinner, and you've been glorifying yourself in your sins. Captain Witness says, we will shelter in place, (laughs) right? No, I think we better find a place far away from the big city, me included. Otherwise, we're going to be in deep doo-doo, all right? Otherwise, we're going to be in deep doo-doo. All right, so, okay, so then he continues. So the beginning of the chapter is referring to the time of Jacob's trouble. Now, who's Jacob? Jacob, we are Jacob. We are, it's not the Jews. The Jews are living high on the hog, so to speak. Okay, so this, the beginning of the chapter is referring to the time of Jacob's trouble and the end-time scenarios. Indeed, that's where we're at, folks. Now, in verse 7, we see that Daniel refers to the time, times, and half a time. This will be the last 1260 days, that is, 3.5 prophetic years. Uh, times means two, time is one, and half a time. So that's three and a half times which we'll get into greater detail about when we get back to the book of Revelation. Now, please read the next quotation. Yeah, so this is Daniel twelve seven, And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever that it shall be for a time, times, and an half, 
and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Okay, very important concept here. Scattering the power of the holy people. Okay, who has scattered the power of the Caucasian people? It's always been been their enemy. It's the Edomites. Yeah. They've yeah, always it, been been yeah. going against us. They always finance different sides of the war, same side of the war, yeah. and then they earn money on it. Yes, and they've even managed to pit one Israel nation against the other in warfare. So our power, the, we, the people who created civilization as the world knows it, our power has been scattered by the deceptions of the eighth beast, namely the Jewish money-lending institutions, okay? Pitting nation against nation in war after war after war and using all kinds of divide-and-conquer tactics like uh, left-wing versus right-wing, like uh, like Christian versus non-Christian. They exploit all of these divisions in the world to scatter our power. Yeah, and that is, as I said, it is very... And when he shall have accomplished the scattered power of the yes. world, all the things shall be finished. Yes. So that, that is, that, then those things shall be finished. That, that, that has been accomplished. There's no doubt about it. The white yeah. people of the world are fighting amongst themselves over all of these fake scenarios, including coronavirus, don't you know? Well, you're not wearing your mask. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're policing their own people. They're policing yes. people and they're... Uh, for for those fake stuff and they are and they're falling along in this in this yeah this yeah. hoax right absolute hoax amen okay so how do we figure this what is this times time and half a time a prophetic year is generally considered to be 360 days in length. The original length of the year was 360 days, as the book of Genesis implies. During the time of Noah, five months equaled 150 days, thus 30 days per month. This would extrapolate out as 360 days in 12 months, prophetically at least. Now, the the Enoch calendar (coughs) includes a... uh, intercalary day at the end of three months so that we have actually 364 days per year and uh, I think uh, astronomical events changed from 360 to 364 by the time uh, the Enoch calendar was produced by Enoch and then we have since had and the Bible documents the fact that we lost a whole day the day uh, Joshua's long day the day the earth stood still okay and then there's a quarter day that is is uh, documented in the Bible as well these are astronomical events that change the orbit of our planet possibly even the rotation uh, span time of uh, a day that we have either way it's still 12 hours okay so 365 and a quarter days are actually predicted in the bible from an original orbit of 360 days okay that's what this author is talking about and that is what has happened historically okay so he quotes genesis 7:11 and 8:34 also in the biblical language one time equals one year in Daniel 7.25, we read that an evil end-time king will persecute God's people for a time, times, and half a time. Well, that's 
1260 years prophetically because the seven times prophecy of the book of uh, uh, Le- not Leviticus, I forget now, I think it's Leviticus 26, where so the seven times prophecy of Israel being cast out into the wilderness beginning in 745 B.C., when the half-tribe of Manasseh was first taken captive by the Assyrians, you add 745 B.C. to 2,520 years, which is the seven times, it ends in 1776, the foundation of America. Okay, So that's the time of Israel's wanderings until the first Christian republic, Israel Christian Republic, was created. So then, in Daniel 7.25, we read that an evil end-time king will persecute. Well, who could that be? Daniel, uh, I, I was going to call you Daniel. Who could that be, Michael? Yeah, that must be this evil system of the Rothschild. There you go. That, that's the king I, I see that persecuting us with money, with yes. their money. They have financed everything since they overthrew Napoleon. Yes. Amen. Yes. That's certainly the case in these latter days. Revelation says this king will reign and persecute God's people for 42 months. And of course, the 42 months is half of 2520. So there's several periods in history that qualify for these 40 and 2 months. But there's only one beast that qualifies as Mystery Babylon, and that is the House of Rothschild. And we're going to prove that to you in this series. So three and a half times equals 42 months. Divide 42 months by 12 and you get three and a half years. Now, 42 months with 30 days per month comes to 1260 literal days in actual fulfillment. Compare Revelation 12, 6 and 14. Thus, one time therefore equals one year and three and a half times equals three and a half years. He's taking these years literally. So it's, a, so it's only a period of three and a half years but it's actually three and a half times is what we're talking about. So I disagree with him about this. When does the period of 1260 days or three and one half years commence? And when does it end? And what about the 1290 days and the 1335 days also mentioned in this chapter? Now it's possible there was a dual fulfillment of these prophecies. And typically the first fulfillment is a lesser fulfillment. And the second fulfillment is a global fulfillment. That's definitely what we're seeing today. We're seeing the global fulfillment of the prophecies of the end days. That's happening globally, folks. What happened in Jerusalem from the time that Yahshua walked the earth is happening today globally because the Pharisees took over the city of Jerusalem. They were Edomites, and they took over our people Judah in Judea 2,000 years ago, now the descendants of those Edomites rule the world. And the only people that understand this is us in Christian identity. Next, verses 10 through 11 tell us that there will be 1,290 days from a time that daily sacrifice is taken away, that the wicked will do wickedly. Yes, and this is the first fulfillment that this is talking about. Antiochus Epiphanes, who invaded Judah and sacrificed a pig on the altar. That's why he's called the abomination of desolation. And then comes the verse 12 that tells us about the 1335 days. Please quote those verses, if you will, Michael. Yes, so we are now at Daniel 10 until 12. Oh, sorry, Daniel 12, verse 10 through 12. I think you said Daniel. Yeah, okay. Sorry. 
Daniel 12, 10 until 12. Okay. Uh, many shall be purified and made white and tried. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh des desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. Okay. And go ahead. It's just when just when I read it also when it says blessed. So this is referring I because I believe that's what I feel in my heart in a way that we will experience the second coming. But uh, so that mm -hmm. tells us we are blessed and we are experiencing time that many of our prophets wanted to see. Yes, they wanted to see the second coming. Yeah, and so, and I think we're going to see it, folks. <laughs> I think we are this last generation, right? So, but this yeah. was all literally fulfilled by Antiochus Epiphanes, who was the abomination that maketh desolate. So, there was a first fulfillment in the days of the Maccabees. This is actually when the Maccabean era began the true Israelites who wanted to preserve the kingdom of Israel, preserve their racial integrity, preserve Yahweh's laws, etc., etc. They're the ones that made war against Antiochus Epiphanes. The, uh, the other ones, the wicked, would not understand. But we're experiencing the same thing today. We're, we're living through the second fulfillment, Michael. Yeah, exactly. They, the wicked shall do wickedly, and and, they sh and none of the wicked shall understand. So That's they right. don't they doesn't understand because they're probably something as I don't know. If you haven't received your Messiah Jesus Christ now, I believe you you won't. I don't know. Well, of course you can wake up stones. Uh, That's possibly will do that. But some people are so far gone. They are they are this younger generations believe that the scriptures is written by man and it's just fairy tales. It is. And, it's, and the only thing that they they believe that their doings is just their glory. Well, it's not because you have your you have because of the blessings you are given. They are not your works. It is it is your living God that gave you that. But you don't praise it. They praise themselves. They are only in themselves. They doesn't Amen. give praises to the one that gave them it and humble themselves. So yeah. there are a lot of. Much of them doing also a lot of you know a lot of talk, but yeah. doesn't do so much. So a lot of talk, yeah, I, no action. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, talk is cheap. Action speaks yeah. volume. Yeah, amen. People in the chat room are saying, get your tribulation supplies while they're still available. While they're still available, because the second phase of you know the economic collapse is still continuing. I mean, five dollars a barrel for oil. Who would have suspected that oil would, from what? Well, I think it went up to $60 a barrel, if I'm not mistaken. All the way down to $5 a barrel? Russia is getting killed by this drop in, because that's how they've been making you know, ends meet in Russia, is by selling their indigenous oil. That has totally dried up for Russia. 
Russia must be getting angry. <laughs> All right. Could that be one of the reasons for, for this dropping oil prices? Because it probably will create something. It will, but I, I don't know. Uh, this probably I heard someone say that that Russia is the one dumping uh, the world world market with oil, so they get the prices go down because they want to yeah, get get the Americans because you have your your uh, ship oil. Right. Well, uh, it will affect the oil industry and the stock market, but uh, you know, it, the oil is still available. But there will become a point, you know, like in the silver and gold market, the prices of gold and silver have dropped so low that it's not profitable for the mines to operate. They can't make a profit on gold and silver unless the, you know, it has to cover their cost of operation. And until the price of silver and gold rises dramatically, then they're not going to produce. Well, right now, all the uh, gold mines and silver mines are holding back production until the prices rise. And they will, folks. <laughs> this may be your last chance to buy gold and silver at, uh, at because some of these pundits are predicting gold will be rise to the level of $20,000 an ounce. Okay, so we'll see how high it goes, but this is because gold and silver prices have been artificially held down by the Rothschilds because they're not giving delivery. People are starting to demand delivery. Hey, we bought gold and silver. We want we want to see the real thing. What the Rothschilds have been doing is they've been holding people off by giving them bigger and easier, more profitable contracts. For gold and silver and this has uh, satisfied the purchasers in the meantime but the clamoring for real physical silver and real physical gold is getting louder and louder the Rothschilds are going to have to start delivering the product that people say they, they've bought okay I, I bought gold and silver I don't want your contracts anymore so this is going to come to a head and this may precipitate an even bigger crash than the one we got going right now, okay? Because the current crash is engineered. It's manufactured by the Rothschilds to avert the real crash, and so they can blame it all on coronavirus, okay? Yeah, this, but you think they, um, sorry, uh, do you think they can manage to get the oil prices up again? I don't know how, they want to now restrict the production, so their prices will rise then, because they right. want to yes. yeah, demand supply, but... That's a good question. Since I'm not a speculator on the stock market, all I can say is that once the economy starts to recover, obviously people will still need to drive their cars. You know, if if there's no gasoline available, well, then the economy is going to totally crash because people won't be able to travel. Then you will be stuck at home. So flee to your place of refuge before the gasoline production dries up. So I would tell people to watch that very carefully. If the gasoline production totally dries up, then things are going to get really serious. That's when I would expect rioting in the streets because the food not going to be delivered, Michael. Yeah, Okay. System, very dependent system that is built yeah. on transport, on oil. They have yeah. made the system. Everything, every yeah. infrastructure, everything is built upon oil. That is yeah. their the infrastructure they have built. The same yeah. with New York, how you and this just in time. They yes. don't have any, any, any wares in their stores. They all just have 
exactly what they need for a certain yeah. time. And then when the shell is empty, then they rely on getting resupply. Yes, yeah. Now, Chicago is a very huge uh, petroleum supply depot. The, the Chicago area is surrounded by gigantic tanks of petroleum, right? <laughs> if Chicago ever burns again, there's going to be a lot of explosions. Uh, but on my way home from central Illinois this week, uh, I saw one train, a three-engine train, that pulled lots of oil tankers there may have been 10 oil tankers at the very end of the train. The rest of it was boxcars and flatcars, etc. So uh, that's actually a pretty small number of oil tankers from what I'm used to seeing. Okay, So we're, we're going to have to watch this very carefully, folks. Keep your eyes on the availability of gasoline. That's going to affect your life heavily because if the trucks that deliver the food and groceries and oh how about your amazon delivery vehicle right if they can't deliver the stuff you order from from amazon we are in big big trouble so the time of jacob's troubles are just beginning folks it's just beginning so he continues so we have a series of days lasting 1260 to 90 to 1290 to, to 1335 days. So there's going to be three periods. Uh, this whole period is going to be marked by three particular marks. Okay, maybe we can figure out what those are. They seem to be all tied together in a special way in this chapter, whose main subject is the end times. Let's look at the order of the days. Many seem to think that these days start with the 1260 and run out in that time frame going into the time when Christ has returned. Yet the 1290 must refer to a time before the 1260 because they were to flee the destruction shown to happen during the 1260. Okay, yeah. So once you flee to the mountains, again, that prophecy that uh, Yahshua issued, uh, when you see Jerusalem encompassed by the enemy... And Jerusalem prophetically is particularly America, but also the Anglo-Saxon people worldwide. And we are, be, we are being surrounded by invaders, are we not, Michael? Yeah, that is this, this serpent that has had, had cast out the flood. That's right. To take, take the women away. That is exactly what has happened. And um, our, our place that, that we were placed here because of our misdoings and this this place that was prepared for us now our short time nourishment we had it says well it's over so now yes. now they cast out now the dragon cast out this but it also said that the earth will swallow it up mm -hmm. interesting to see how the earth will act how will it help us yes well i think if there's fighting in the streets and our enemies kill each other fighting over food they're not going to be fighting over television sets this time like they did in New Orleans, folks. They're going to be fighting over food and possibly gasoline. Now, if you thought the oil crisis back in 1971 was bad, I don't know how that affected Sweden, Michael, but there were long lines of people at the gasoline stations waiting to fill up their vehicles, and there wasn't any gas. That was the boycott of the Arab oil-producing nations. That was caused by Richard Nixon when he uh, removed the gold standard from uh, and which was tied to oil. In other words, the profits made by the Arab oil sheikhs could be uh, tr uh, transferred to gold, 
They could exchange it for gold in America. But Nixon closed the gold window, and that's what caused the oil crisis in America. It wasn't caused by the Arabs. It was caused by Nixon closing the gold window. Okay, so in other words, the profits made uh, by the Oshiks from their oil could no longer be uh, transferred into gold. That's a bait and switch, folks. They were they were stabbed in the back. The Arabs were st- stabbed in the back by the Rothschilds when they ordered Nixon to close the gold window. Okay, I was savvy to this in night in the seventies already. Okay, so yeah, because my mother idolized Richard Nixon, and I told her, no, this is a big mistake uh, Mr. Nixon's making here. This is going to cause chaos. And fortunately, because I'm in the trades, it shut down um, the delivery of hardware, drywall, uh, you know, all kinds of goods that you get at Home Depot and Menards. All those things had to be rationed because the, the delivery trucks couldn't get the gasoline to deliver the goods. Now, fortunately, being in the trades, tradesmen were given a pass and we were allowed to have a, a rationed amount of drywall, lumber, screws, etc. So really what happened was only tradesmen and companies that deal in in the trades were allowed to purchase goods. Everybody else was frozen out. So I did not have a problem. Of course, there wasn't much work, so I didn't need gasoline to go to work. But when I did need uh, to go to a a home center or a lumberyard, I had no problem. Okay, but the general public was not allowed to purchase lumber in those days. Okay, so are we going to see another, uh, it's not a quarantine, what do you call it, rationing? Are we going to start seeing rationing again, folks? I think history is going to repeat itself. Okay, let's keep going here. So, additionally, the 1335 is a time to be waited for, and a blessing is afforded to those who have, in fact, held fast and patiently waited till this indicated time period begins. So, the 1260 and the 1290 apparently refer to times when things get worse. Okay? Now, they are predicting that coronavirus, there's going to be a second wave of coronavirus. Bill Gates and company are saying that sometime in the fall, there's going to be another round of coronavirus. I mean, will people fall for this trick again? Um, yeah. Is and, it and possible? The round is that the vaccine. Yes. Absolutely. And that, yes. And that, and that will probably then, I guess it will coincide maybe with... Um, reset of the economy i don't know if that is yeah. because they if they want to reset the economy they want to make this worse they want to make to have something to blame on now mm-hmm. they cannot really blame it i guess yeah. they want to blame for something they need to have more uh, uh, what do you say a uh, more tougher effect they need something more yeah what is, oh yeah this? dramatic something dramatic. more dramatic yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so when truck drivers get get their vaccines and they drop dead while driving their trucks which they will Okay, because these and then then Bill Gates and company are going to say publicly, see, we told you the coronavirus is real. Well, why wasn't it real before we got vaccinated? Why did it only become real after we got vaccinated? But the mass media is going to uh, give again the fake storyline that see, it's, it's real. No, it can't be caused by vaccines. Vaccines are good for you. How many decades have we been hearing from the medical mafia telling us that vaccines are good, Michael? 
oh, that has been been pushed upon people since I was born. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, when I was in, I think it was in um, fourth grade. I mean, at first you probably get when you're very small, but in fourth grade you have all those vaccines and you get those um, big, uh, what do you say, big... Um, big vials? Arm, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, right, arm rashes. Arm. Right. Yeah, we do. So, and, and yeah, they've always said, and then people say, oh, but they are vaccinated. The people here are vaccinated. So they believe there is a protection. They really believe it's a protection, but it's yes, not. Yes, they really believe it. Killing them. Yeah. Yeah, they go, yeah. To, they go to man instead of to God for this protection. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and... Uh, they're doing and Captain Witness says, we already have rationing at supermarkets and places like Amazon. You are limited as to the number of individual items. Yes, so the rationing has begun, folks. I mean, uh, this is a, an insightful article, even though the author doesn't really understand. He's, he's just you know, trying to un- understand what's going on. But he's absolutely correct in telling us that we are in the end times. So he, he concludes... Let us now recap what we know from Daniel and fill in with some scriptures from elsewhere that will add clarity. The 1260 days refers to the time that is called Jacob's Trouble, which is brought about by the fifth seal of Revelation 6-9. So I think, we, I think we agree with him that we are in the time of Jacob's Trouble. There's no doubt about that. Over to you, Michael. Yeah, the, yeah it is. Uh, that's we can agree with that and um, okay so now we start i guess to do some quotings from uh, um we have some quotes here that we should read okay go ahead so then we have first revelation 6 9 and when he had opened the fifth seal i saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. This is talking about the martyrs, the martyrs of Christian Israel. That's what this is talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, that, and then we have Matthew twenty four twenty one. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since. The beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Okay, so he's quoting Daniel. Yasha's quoting yes, Daniel. That, okay. Yeah, that is from Daniel too. That's mm-hmm. what he's right doing here in this quote. Then we have Jeremiah 37. Uh, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. But he shall be saved out of it. Okay, so one of the reasons I selected this article for this show is because even though there's a lot of doom and gloom, (laughs) right, for planet Earth and for many, many Israelites who are faithless, the the Church of Laodicea, they're going to suffer tremendously. But Jacob shall be saved out of it. We, the faithful Israelites, will be saved out of it. But we better pay attention to what's going on and not get caught up in the maelstrom, which means, uh, what do you call it, uh, whirlpool. That we shouldn't get caught up in the whirlpool of panic and fear that has been being deliberately created by the Rothschilds for us, using Bill Gates as their mouthpiece. 
the world is in big trouble right now, Michael. Back to you. Yeah, and that when I said this, I think about, um, I guess Paul was saying um, that we shouldn't be unaware of Satan's... Uh, um, I'm losing, losing exactly where, where, where Paul said that, that we shouldn't, we shouldn't, uh, we should be aware of, of Satan's vices. Mm-hmm. So that is, we, we cannot just ignore it. We need to, that's why we're doing this and, and talking about, for example, Corona, we're pointing out is a lie, it's fake, 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 fake. Yeah. It's a hope. And we are confessing it with our mouth. So we are saying it. So we, are, by that way, we are spitting out our seeds. Uh, that will then so that is a way to defend it if we just are quiet then still then this will just rush on mm-hmm. so now we are professing our faith that is faith same with the 5g so this is a for us defense by doing those shows by confessing it yes um yeah and also this we should also know that um to know what to say um it's said in revelation also to know Satan's depth. And I guess right. I don't know how many that really does know yeah. Satan's depth. How deep is their evil, their plans. I guess they cannot fathom it. Yes, yeah. Uh, the, the verse that I'm reminded of is, Be therefore wise as serpents, yet harmless as doves. Back to you, Michael. Yeah, that's good, yeah. That uh, we have somewhere to... in... Yeah. That is also describes how we how we should um, yeah. how we should be. We, we should, should be know. Vital. We should know how Satan operates, how the Jew, how the Jew world order operates. If we don't, we will we will be clueless as to what's actually going on. Yes, I'm now sitting and and try to read um, which one I was looking for, but I don't I don't find it. Uh, okay, right maybe now. maybe it'll come to you. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, Matthew okay. twenty four. Well, no, it just says, notice, Matthew 24. He quotes, uh, go, uh, back oh, to you. I'm more to, oh, you say I'm more to read. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, I will read on. <laughs> right. Okay. My uh, pleasure. Matthew. Yes. Uh, Matthew twenty four fifteen. When ye therefore shall see, see the abominations of desolation, spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, Whoso readeth, let him understand. Okay, this proves it's a dual fulfillment, because the first abomination of desolation was Antiochus Epiphanes. Okay? So, we're going to have a second. There's going to be a second abomination of desolation. What, what's your, what, who do you think, or what do you think could that be? I, I, what I feel about that, I guess this doesn't... Uh, um, uh, the one the apostasy state of Israel doesn't they want to uh, institu- institute uh, sacrifices again? Yes, yes, that's correct. That, that be the that uh, that this, this ab- abominations of desolation. That yep. would be the second time. Oh man, back to you. No comment necessary. Okay, Matthew twenty four sixteen. Then let them which be in Judea. Flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Hopefully you're not naked. 
right? But if you're fleeing in terror, you won't care whether you're naked or, or have any article of clothing on your back or not. Back to you. Yeah, and I guess also this is referring to you shouldn't have cares for your life, what you lose. Oh, right. I lost my nice house. Oh, I lost that. Yeah. You should yeah. Have- well, this by like Lot, remember? He was told to get out of Babylon, not Babylon. What is it? Uh, yeah. What was the yeah, city was called? Sodom. I forget. Okay. Was it but, Sodom. Yes, Sodom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sodom's going to be destroyed again, folks. Back to you. Yeah, and that is because it is promised also that, that even the birds have their food, they have their nests. So don't he know more deeply what we need than just those basic stuff? So right. We have faith. That is about having faith. Okay, back to number 19. Uh, and who unto them that are with child, and to them that gives, give suck in the so, day. So if you're fleeing to the mountains and you have to carry your baby along with you, it's just going to be that much harder. Back to you. Yes. 20. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, for them shall the, shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. 22. And except those, those days shall be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Okay, so are you getting the picture, folks? What kind of tribulation we're getting ready to face? And you must have the patience of the saints to live, to endure, and overcome what's getting ready to happen. Uh, I think the Rothschilds have done us a favor by whether they intended to give us a reprieve or not. I don't think they intended to give us a reprieve. But the medical establishment, honest doctors and nurses, and there might be some honest bureaucrats in the medical profession, uh, honest hospital directors here and there, right, who say, well, you know, our hospitals are going broke because we have no patients. How are we going to collect insurance money if there's no patients, right? So I think the Rothschilds are going to have to back off because it's not working out as they planned, it's not working out like they planned. And they haven't, no, well, they admit, Michael, that they don't have a vaccine ready. Okay? Yeah, they will, the Russians, yeah. because I read that as well in, in here. In, yes. I, I don't I have many newspapers, I get this free one that, yeah. that is um, regarding the technology where they are boasting yeah. about this vaccine, that they are rushing it and they can yes. get it in. In the ready in in record time, and of course, guess who is the philan philanthropical um, people here in Sweden that is financing that? Wallenberg. Hmm. Who? Wallenberg. Who are they? Are they a big uh, pharmacia corporation? Are, yeah, they are the Rothschild agent in Sweden. That's oh, run okay. Sweden. Okay. All right. So. The, the the promise of a vaccine to cure the virus is failing, okay? And even if they do produce a vaccine, it will not work. It will actually kill people. So I think because they cannot justify a vaccine to the medical professionals, 
because even in that video, again, let me refer to the video I posted earlier today about the real science proves that coronavirus is a hoax. That includes the testimony of medical professionals who say this is not what uh, the World Health Organization and mass media are saying. It's, there's no uh, death of millions of people that Fauci and Gates and Burks and others have predicted. It's not happening. So what's going on here? Obviously, they were wrong. So the medical profession is waking up and realizing that they've been fed a line by the mass media and by the bureaucrats of global pharmacia. They're waking up and realizing they've been fed a line. So there's a rebellion brewing in the medical profession that I don't think the Rothschilds anticipated. Okay, Now, a vaccine, and in that video, the doctor analyzes, well, if you're going to vaccinate for the flu... But you can't come up with a vaccine for what you don't know the flu consists of, okay? In other words, because these flu uh, epidemics are mutated from one season to the next, there's no way, even if that is the true evaluation of the situation, there is no way you can predict uh, whether your vaccine is going to work Because these viruses, according to their own theory, mutate from one season to the next. You can't predict how it's going to mutate. So you cannot predict that your vaccine is going to work, even if it did work. Michael, do you understand the reasoning, the, the scientific reasoning that this doctor is putting forth and why they can't give us a vaccine that works? They haven't found an, found an ounce antibody. Right. They haven't found antibody. <laughs> no, they found nothing. They just go on on sim- symptoms. Yes. I don't know if they try to what they're trying to. They um, yeah, they want tr- probably to get something that everybody already has, yeah. so they can say yeah. everybody's positive, so everybody needs to take it. Yes. So they've been able to flummox the the public, right? Well, getting them to wear masks that do absolutely nothing, and. But they can't flummox the medical professionals who are basing their activities on virus theory, which they know you cannot predict the mutation of a flu. You cannot predict that. So therefore, you cannot rush a vaccine into production when the the flu mutates from one season to the next. So I think the second round, Michael, is going to be mandatory vaccinations come what may... We don't care what the medical professionals say. Right now, these medical professionals are not inclined to give vaccines to people when they know that this vaccine can't possibly work, according to current theory. Okay. Probably they, they by themselves know it because they themselves yes. don't take the vaccine. That's so they, right. They know. So That's right. They're hypocrites. So, and the, the, the verse yeah. that I was looking for that I that I think is also appropriate for what we're doing here is there's from Second Corinthians two eleven. Okay. Let least Satan shall get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Right. Very good. Very good. But uh, the the Judeo churches are totally ignorant of his devices because they believe the Jew is Israel when the Jew is the Antichrist. Yeah, okay. they have the defense, our our white nation's defense, the churches, 
or the congregations, they have failed us because they doesn't do their work to being this shepherd. And what yes. does a shepherd have? They have these yeah. staffs. So you can hit the wolves yeah. in the head that, that before, but they yeah. have lost. They don't have it anymore. So now yeah. they are they are the wolves. That's yes. why they doesn't have a, have, a, have a staff. They are the wolves. That's right. The wolves have, are occupying the Christian pulpit today. No doubt about it. Yes, okay. that's why we're doing this and, uh, and to our best of our, our ability, because we are not, we are only men, so we, we only know, yeah. so we do this for love of our yeah. brothers, it's not for hate, nothing yeah. else, it's just we love you all. Yeah, well, that's right, because we, we love our Christian Israel brethren, whether you're Judeo-Christians or not. In fact, this message is just as much, if not more, for the Judeo-Christians who are asleep and need to be awakened, okay? All right. Yeah. All right, yes. let's continue. Okay, we only have about 10 minutes left, so I think this uh, we're going to do a two-part series on this article, which is very worthwhile because, number one, it uh, shows that there is great hope for the remnant, for the overcomers, for the saints, as the author puts it. And, uh, and then, but this warning must be heeded by everybody. But the evildoers will not be inclined to take the warning because they're part and parcel of the system. The... Uh, end time beast system whether they realize it or not but these people are making money off of big pharma i mean any white person who works for big pharma for uh monsanto for the vaccine industry for the you know and a lot of these vaccines are produced by the oil industry okay so right now the the vaccine uh how should i put it uh original products a lot of these products are made from oil. That's become really cheap, so that the vaccine producers get really cheap, you know, product now. So the vaccine uh, producers are getting really cheap uh, original products from the oil industry to make more and more vaccines. Uh, how many billion doses would they have to produce globally, Michael, for the enforced vaccination in the second round? How many billions oh. of doses would they have to have ready? Exactly. Well, that's eight, eight billion. I don't know how many people yeah. we have on Earth now. Yeah, it is, right. Yeah, it's close to eight. Right now. It's close to eight, eight billion. billion. I think it's seven and a half billion. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and then they maybe have some spills. Then you're maybe oh, at yeah. nine billion. Right. Yeah. Now, will they enable the medical professionals to administer doses of garbage they know won't work? Would they have to have a die-off of medical professionals who are objecting to this process, Michael? Yeah, yeah, that's happened before. The the nature path, the path that has been, they have, I mean, that has been a swept of dying mm -hmm. doctors in in your in your yeah. nation that have died because of very mysterious because they're probably gone against the big pharma and then big yes. pharma is yeah, it is, it is a mafia. So then they use mafia tactics. Yes. Or will they simply fire all these medical professionals who are refusing to enact the global agenda of Bill Gates and Big Pharma? So who's getting fired? Well, uh, uh, to me, the Rothschilds will fire all of those medical professionals who refuse to, uh, to vaccinate people. Yeah, okay. but, but I guess something also, the problem when people get fired, I, I, that will backfire on them because yeah. what will happen? Well, what did I do? What wrong did I do? Yeah. Then they will 
Well, then, then, then they will. Some of them will will be their worst enemy. Amen. And who's going to administer the vaccines? The useful idiots. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah that's the problem. The useful yeah. idiots. The, the white zombies. Yeah. Now the Rothschilds have demonstrated to us they're perfectly willing to collapse the entire world economy, which includes the hospitals. Okay. But then they still have to have somebody who's capable of administering vaccines and not killing themselves in the process, right? By dumping stuff, smashing vials in the, in the lab, right? Infecting themselves with all of these dangerous chemicals, okay? This, this can only backfire. But I think they're past the point of no return because the real reason for this whole fiasco is to hide the fact that the, the 2020 bubble had to be blamed on something besides the banksters, okay? This was a calculated risk they took. It's already backfiring on them, but they really don't have any choice but to proceed according to the plan, come what may, all right? So this is why we're on the last days, folks. Now, you either believe the scriptures that are giving us ample warning of what will be happening in the last days. The, the book of Revelation says the eighth beast will deceive the world with its pharmakia. Is that happening, Michael? Yeah, that is happening. That is happening for sure. And I just a little, um, I heard here in Sweden, they have a big, a big, um, uh, what do you say, metal, a big hole where you have exhibitions and stuff like this. That has been shut off completely, and what they've done instead, I mean, have, have installed a big field hospital in, uh -huh. in anticipation of this corona stuff. So yeah. maybe the use military. Yeah, okay, so they've opened up a field hospital, but still, uh, Sweden hasn't had any uh, incredible death numbers, even though they haven't practiced social distancing, okay? And we know that the reporting is bogus anyway. So Sweden hasn't experienced a large number of deaths due to their lack of social distancing, have you? No, we haven't. So we, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, that uh, I, I mock it. I, I, what I do, I do the opposite of it. So when people do this, have you seen this new way to uh, greet people? Instead of shaking hands, take their elbows. <laughs> right? Oh, how, how, how about a chest bumping? <laughs> how about uh, bumping yeah, at the hip, right? <laughs> This I can, for example, it's what crazy. I say, like, yeah, I know, but what I say is like this: don't be ridiculous, and then I. <laughs> right. I say don't be ridiculous now. Yeah, elbows at the ready. <laughs> Amazing. I like that. So I, I oh, like the hands. So yeah, yeah, don't sure. Don't, don't be ridiculous. Exactly. All right, but that's where the world is at. The world is being ridiculous because of this bogus coronavirus. That's what's happening, folks. Yep. Okay, so let me read the next section. Uh, we may have time for you to uh, pick up the... He, he begins to get into the book of Revelation now. Here you can see clearly that what is referenced in Matthew twenty four fifteen is the 1290 mentioned in twelve eleven Daniel twelve eleven that starts when the abomination of desolation is set in place. It is the date that gives the signal that tells God's people who are assembled near or at Jerusalem to flee. We are Jerusalem. We Christian Israelites, we are Jerusalem. We will then have 30 days to, ma to make it to the place of safety. And I think it's more time than that. Uh, I don't think there's um, 
a valid, it's not a valid interpretation to t- literal days because uh, Leviticus 26 is one day for a year. Okay, so the days talked about there are years. But then there's also, uh, you know, we, we might be experiencing a, a repeat of history, namely Antiochus Epiphanes, which in those days it was a day for a day <laughs> for the prophecy. Okay, so it might come, but it was then, uh, I think, three and a half years is what uh, the, the abomination of desolation lasted in those days. I have to check back into the book of uh, Maccabees to double-check that. Maybe I'll do that research before next week. He continues, Some have said that the Great Tribulation will begin at this 1290 marker, but that is not what this marker is for. It does not denote the beginning of the Great Tribulation. Rather, it is the warning to the people of God who have been gathered together in Jerusalem... That is wherever Israel is, or some place in Judea. He's taking this all too literally. That it is time to flee to the place that has been prepared for them as a place of safety during the Great Tribulation. So then he quotes Revelation chapter 12. So what what we're experiencing right now, Michael, is the second fulfillment of these prophecies on a larger scale, globally. So let's run through these. Uh, five verses, four or five verses, and we'll have to conclude it for today. Back to you. Yes, thank you. So this will be Revelation 12, 14 until 17. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time for the face of the serpent from the face of the serpent sorry uh, 15 and the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood and the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and uh, swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was brought with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which kept the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's very obvious that the Rothschilds and the Jewish rabbis hate the faithful Israel. They know that we're Israel. They know who we are. That's why they're making war against us. But they cannot publicly proclaim we are after those real Israelites, (laughs) right? Because they have to keep up the charade that they are Israel. So they can't publicly proclaim that they're after the remnant of Israel. So they make war against the whole planet, hoping to catch us in the net. Wouldn't that be the correct way of analyzing this, Michael? Yeah. That is, they they want to get the remnant, but they won't. They won't get him. Come on, no, they that, won't get us. Ridiculous. Right, right. They won't. So, but as you said, they then take everybody. Then, right. But of course, they won't. They won't. Won't. Won't succeed. Yes, and uh, this is obviously a prediction of the future, because we are experiencing the flood of immigrants into the white nations precipitated by the Rothschilds in every white nation on the on the planet. Okay, this is the dragon opening its mouth 
and flooding our nations with non-white immigrants. That's what this is all about, folks. So that proceeded, preceded, I'm, sure, I'm sorry, that preceded this pharmacia episode that we are in right now. Okay? So, folks, get ready. I mean, the book of Revelation has predicted all of these events that we're living through right now. And if you don't believe the Re- Revelation yet, you better start believing it. And you better know, if you're an Israelite, be, prepare yourself. Be a prepper and get ready to hide yourselves for a little season because the wrath of Satan, the wrath of the Rothschilds, is upon planet Earth. They're doing all this to get at us. But thank Yahweh for the Second Amendment and the First Amendment, which has kept us from, uh, how should I, knuckling under. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition and get ready because we are in the end times. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Michael. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let me kill the broadcaster.